Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan Orlovsky in a second on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Trades keep coming. Not huge names, but meaningful players. Quan Alexander of the 49ers traded to the Saints. See, my booger McFarlane, my buddy, just quote tweeted that by saying, wow, the 49ers are selling. Chargers, meanwhile, have traded Desmond King to the Titans. Waiting to see if there are any other deals. This is after Avery Williamson was traded yesterday to the Steelers. He goes from a team that's 0-8 to a team that's 7-0. Is anyone in the world happier than Avery Williamson? And shouldn't the Packers have made that deal? Let's talk about that and a whole lot more with Dan Orlovsky, who joins me here on ESPN Radio on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Dan, we were talking about it this morning. There was no team in the NFL that needs to make deals more than Green Bay does, one on each side of the ball. How do you see that situation coming off what was a terrible day yesterday against the Vikings? Yeah, Green, I think their season hinges on it, truthfully. I think in the next, you know, so to speak, 28 hours with the trade deadline ending at 4 o'clock tomorrow, we'll know if we can, we can really put the Packers in Super Bowl contenders or not. And what I mean by that is this. One, we all know that they have Devontae Adams. And they started this season with Alan Lazard at wide receiver, and they looked so good, and he was becoming such a big part of their offense. And he's been hurt, and they don't know when he's coming back, and they don't know how he's going to be when he comes back. So they got to figure out a secondary option outside of uh, Devontae Adams. Go watch the tape. Every ball is looking to go to Devontae Adams' direction. Eventually, that's not going to cut it. They need a second receiver. And if you watch this defense play, they go defensive line. They can rush the passer pretty good, and they got corners that can coverage. Cover their inside linebackers are very poor. They're soft. They don't take on blocks. They want to play sideline to sideline, not face mask to face mask. And I'm looking at a team that goes, okay, last year got dumped on by San Francisco in the playoffs because of the run game. They got to play Indy still. They got to play um, Tennessee still. They've got to play teams that can run the football. And if they don't get help on the interior of their defense, either at linebacker or a big defensive tackle, I can't take them as serious Super Bowl contenders, even great how great Aaron Rodgers has been. So if I were to throw the name Will Fuller at you, and I, I do because – Last week, people suggested to me that for the right price, he might be available coming out of Houston. Is that a guy that would do for them on the offensive side what it is you think needs to be done? Yeah, Will Fuller would be huge. I mean, if you're going to tell me they, they've got Will Fuller, I'm going, wow, Green Bay's going to have be very difficult to stop. Bakhtiari's got to get help for them. I, I think Golden Tate could be a name that gets thrown around. I'd call Dallas and see what they feel about Michael Gallup. See if you can get Michael Gallup away. I would actually call Houston about Kenny Stills as well because I think either of those players could be big additions to the Green Bay offense. But one way or another, it is, and we've been talking about this for a long time now, Dan, in my opinion, I won't put words in your mouth, in my opinion, an organizational failure or at least an underachievement that they have won as little as they have won, comparatively speaking, with the brilliance of Rodgers for as long as they have. And since they seem insistent on getting rid of him as quickly as possible by trading up to draft his replacement, it would strike me as insane not to try as hard as they can in this little window of time that they have remaining to try and win it right now. So to me, no team needs to make a deal more than they do. Oh, Greeny, and I totally agree. And I said this this morning. You know, look at who their free agents are next year. It, it puts into context how important this season is. Next year, their free agents are Aaron Jones, Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in football. Their starting center, Corey Lindsley. Their starting cornerback, Kevin King. Tunyon, who's become their starting tight end. 
Like, they got really, really important pieces that are free agents next year that we all know in the NFL. You can't sign everybody. This is the season. You, you, you chose in the draft to go with the future, right, with Jordan Love. You chose in the draft to go with the future. You better do something right now in the present, right now in the present, to give you yourself your best chance because next year it's going to look very different. Greeny and Orlovsky with you on ESPN Radio. The other one, and I just talked about this for a little while, but you were terrific on this this morning, and I'd love everyone to hear it. You are of the opinion that Mitch Trubisky should be the quarterback of the Bears. I'd love you to share your thinking and tell me, if it doesn't happen, why you think it didn't happen. Well, yeah, I do. I think it's time to go back to Mitchell Trubisky. Um, when, they signed, when they made the decision to go with Nick Foles, I said, okay, Nick Foles is a quarterback. That's, the ball is going to go to the right place. you got a great defense. Ball will come out of his hands, go to the right place. That will help your offense. And over the last four weeks, that just hasn't happened. That just has not happened with Nick Foles. He's put the ball in harm's way way too much. And they're not explosive enough on offense to justify a reckless turnover here and there. There's some teams that you – you know, Patrick Mahomes, if he threw an interception, I'd go, he's going to make up for it. Nick Foles does not. And this is a football team that's got a great defense. Since I was a kid, when playing for a great defense, coaches always say, just don't turn the ball over. We'll win it by defense. Don't turn the ball over. And since that Atlanta game, when he came on as the starter, he's thrown for five touchdowns and seven interceptions. They're averaging 17 points a game. And this is an offense that the skill players are just okay. You know, Allen Roberts is a good player, and Mooney's coming on, but they're okay. You know what coaches do when they, the skill players are just okay? They go quarterback run. One of the reasons quarterback run was ever invented was to help that. Mitchell Trubisky offers that to you. Their offense will be better given the context of who they have and the defense that they have with Mitchell Trubisky playing quarterback. And I just think it's time. They don't play a great defense for the rest of this year, but they play some offenses. So you're going to have to score points. I think that Mitchell Trubisky gives them the best chance. But they got to go watch Buffalo play, watch New England play, watch the Ravens play, and watch how they call their offense. Quarterback run needs to be a 10 to 12 snap a game plan for them. If Matt Nagy does that and goes to Trubisky, I still think the Bears are a playoff team. Why it wouldn't happen, Greeny, his, his mind is made up. That he just wants to run his style his scheme, his system, and he believes that Mitchell Trubisky can't do that. Right. I, I, and I agree that Mitchell Trubisky can't do that. But now we're seeing that Foles can't do it either. And the next one to go might wind up being the coach if, it, if he isn't able to get it right. My question to you would be this, because you've been in those rooms and I have not. When a coach makes a decision as significant as a quarterback change, the one that he made at the beginning of this year, how does he then get back in front of that, that same group of people, those same 53 guys in that locker room and say, I got this wrong, and now I'm going back to the original guy? How does that conversation work, and how is it received? Yeah, very transparently is how it should work. Matt Nagy should walk into that locker room and go, hey, guys, this is who we are as a football team. And I think that we've got a chance to be a really good team and get ourselves into the playoffs and winning this division. And I made a decision six weeks ago. And as the six weeks have passed, I've realized it was not the best decision for our football team. And I'm going to name Mitchell Trubisky our starter moving forward. I think he gives us, the team that we are today, on November 2nd, the best chance to win our division. And this is why. Because we're going to become a team that's going to utilize him as a weapon. And I'm going to rely on our defense. And I'm going to trust that he's going to make some plays. I need you guys to understand that I thought when I made this choice it was the right choice for our team. And I was wrong. And I think this is the right choice for us. And you guys may think that I'm wrong in this moment, 
but you got to trust me that I think I'm doing the best thing for our team. And I believe in Mitchell, and I've talked to Mitchell, and I told him that he's the guy that can go win at this division. It's going to take all of us. I need our defense to play great. Offensive line, I need you guys to play great. But this is the thing, this is the move that I believe goes and wins us this football division. Now, how is it going to be received? At the end of the day, players got to go play. And it, there's something to, to it when a coach stands up and goes, you know what, that's on me. That, that was on me. I made this choice. This is why I made this choice. I was wrong, and I'm trying to make a different choice. And once a coach does that and tells you why he's doing it, players will always go, all right, let's go. Like, my job is to go play. And my job is to believe that the coach will do what's best for our football team. Greeny and Orlovsky with you. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Dan is on the shell. Penzel performance line on his way to Bristol to do NFL Live this afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern time on ESPN. I think that maybe the biggest story of the day in the NFL yesterday, the biggest game anyway, was Steelers-Ravens. And I opened with my thoughts on Lamar Jackson, but I'd love you to share yours here. And th- that's a game that every member of that Ravens team, I thought, played well enough to win yesterday, except the quarterback. They ran for 265 yards, and he made the big mistakes that cannot be made in the big spot, turning the ball over, let Pittsburgh get themselves back in the game, let Roethlisberger get going, and then it turns into a shootout in the fourth quarter, and the Steelers ultimately win. What did yesterday say about Lamar Jackson, and, and what is a reasonable assessment of his of where he is right now and his ability to win big games going forward from where we sit on this day. He can't win the big game right now in the NFL. That's where Lamar is. He can beat good teams. He can can beat below average teams. He can't go win the big game. And the concern for me would be this. The Steelers are their big game for the Baltimore Ravens. That is their big game. And the Steelers have his number. The Steelers know exactly what he cannot do. And they make him, they dare him to do that against them. They go, you know what, Lamar, we're going to make sure that you don't carry the ball in the run game. We're going to make you hand it off because we know you're an electric playmaker with your feet. And we're going to force you to throw the ball to the outside. We're going to pack the middle field because we don't think you're good enough to beat us throwing the football. And Lamar has proven them right two times in a row. And we've seen what what happens when they play a team that they fall behind, the Tennessee Titans, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so that's my concern is that this is – here's the thing, and I got into this with Jay Will after our show. My expectations and standards for the Ravens aren't to be good. It's not for them to be a good football team. They're a Super Bowl-caliber football team, a Super Bowl-caliber organization. And to do that, you better go beat good football teams. You cannot do that with your quarterback playing bad football. You cannot do that with them turning over the fo- him turning over the football as much as he does. And the Steelers are basically saying – to Lamar Jackson, you're not good enough. And we know it, and until you prove us otherwise, this is how we're going to play you. It's, it's a fair way to look at it. and they, they will play each other again on Thanksgiving. And by the way, the Steelers are going to be 10-0. and Okay, the, the Steelers are going to be 10-0 and when they meet. They're 7-0 and now. But you now and then they play the Cowboys, the Bengals, and the Jaguars. Those are teams right. that have combined to win two, four, five games um, this entire season. So, the, the Steelers are going to be 10 and 0 when those two teams play each other again. One more for you, and that is that this morning I learned that all it takes is a game against the Jets for a player to start looking like an MVP again. Because this morning <laughs> you decided Patrick Mahomes is back in the MVP race. And because he has set standards for himself that are so unimaginably high, 
we sort of take for granted some of the things that he does. But go through the numbers that he's on pace for again. Yeah, he's kind of walked himself back into the MVP conversation, like you said, Greeny. So he's eight games into this season. And if he continues to keep going in his back eight like he did his first eight, he's going to throw for 4,600 yards, 42 touchdowns, and two interceptions. Like, if he does that, it's going to be impossible not to give him the MVP. It's going to be impossible that a guy that can have that form of production, both yardage and attempts and touchdown-wise, and never give the ball to the other team, it, it would be impossible for him to not take home another MVP trophy. I agree with that. There'd be no way to argue against the numbers anyway, and we'll see what the Steelers don't have a player who jumps out to you. Ben isn't having the kind of season that screams MVP award. So the Steelers would be the only team you would think might have a comparable record. Um, Very quickly, just because you know it's of interest to me, and I know it's of interest to you. I know you are a Sam Darnold fan. As you watched that game yesterday, you can't help but, you know, you see what, what Mahomes is doing under the best of circumstances, and you see Darnold, who has been under the worst of circumstances, it would appear that what's going to happen is this. The Jets are going to finish with the worst record in the league, and they're going to draft Trevor Lawrence. What is going to happen to Darnold? What, what, what do you believe he is salvageable? Is some team going to get him in a trade for, I don't know, a, a third-round pick or something like that and wind up turning him into the great quarterback that I firmly believe he had the opportunity to be? 100% salvageable. I think that this will be the best thing that could have ever happened in his pro career to Sam Darnold. Um, it'll be one of the things that I pay attention to the most. Once the day, the, the season ends, that day, I will be paying attention to the most. I do not think there's any chance he goes for a third-round pick. We just saw Jamal Adams get traded for two first-round picks. We, I mean, this is a kid that was the third pick of the draft two years ago and has, like, has had moments in the NFL where you go, yeah, that, 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 that's what it looks like. I can already tell you teams that I think are going to be interested. I think the Colts are going to be interested. I think the Steelers are going to be interested. I think the San Francisco 49ers are going to be interested. All those teams that we go, you know, might be picking somewhere in the 20s, you're going to go into the draft and go, wait, those three quarterbacks with Fields, Lawrence, and Lance are gone. And if I want a quarterback, I can trade my back, the back half of my first-round pick and get Sam Darnold, and I've already got a really healthy football team around me. And Sam Darnold, I'm telling you, I'm not a gambling man, but if I was, I'd put a lot of money on it. I, I, I guarantee Sam Darnold will become a really, 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 really good NFL quarterback somewhere outside of New York. See, I know you believe that, and you know I believe it too. But you know there are people who are laughing at us as we are saying this, people who have absolutely given up on him and, and, and do not see him as that guy anymore. What do you say to them? I can understand that, but my job isn't to try to appease everybody, and my job isn't to try to, to like go with the masses if that's what, where, is it, where it's going. I have this job, Greeny, because I watch the tape and I trust my eyes. And if I stop doing that, then, then I become just like everybody else. And so I've got to trust my eyes. I've got to be courageous in my convictions. I've got to be willing to say the things that I believe. And I don't care if people agree with me. I've got to trust what my eyes tell me. And so um, people can laugh, and I understand that they would, but I, that's not going to waver me from my thinking. Uh, and I happen to agree, which should probably be the only thing that makes you question 
your, your <laughs> <laughs> the certainty. Anyway, I really enjoyed you and Wishusen on the call of my beloved Northwestern against Iowa on Saturday on ESPN. It was great fun Thank to watch you. that. Uh, and great fun to, to see that. you this morning. Have a good show today. You're the best, Greeny. Thank you, man. All right, Stan Orlovsky with me on the uh, Shell Pennzoil performance line. He and Wishusen are really good on these games, and they're calling. They had Northwestern Iowa, which was a, a well, for me, it was a fabulous game. I loved it. Northwestern spotted Iowa 17 points right out of the bat on the road and wound up coming all the way back to win the game 21-20 in an absolute thriller. And there are Dan and Bob calling that game off a monitor in Bristol. These, these circumstances are so challenging right now, and I thought they did a really good job with that. All right, let's do a, a Monday night preview here. you got the Bucks and the Giants. Monday Night Football Preview is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. And by way of a preview, let me tell you about a conversation that took place this morning. So it's 6 o'clock in the morning, and we're all in a room. Well, almost none of us are in the room. Rex Ryan and I are in a room, and everyone else is Zoomed in from somewhere else. And the executive producer of our TV show, Get Up, is Pete McConville, and he is a huge fan of the New York football giants. And he raises the idea that if there were ever to be a situation where load management could be applied in football, that this would be the spot that the Buccaneers could probably beat the Giants, who are not a very good team, without Tom Brady. And if you want to give a 43-year-old quarterback a little time to, to load manage, then this would be the spot to do it. And I wish you all could have heard Rex Ryan's reaction. And there was so much going on today that I really wasn't able to get this into the show. But Rex went nuts. Rex, the idea that any one NFL team would take any other NFL team that lightly, he said, that is a perfect way. I'm going to clean up the language. But that is a perfect way to get your behind beat, is what he said. He said, that is exactly the way you go out there and lose. That you disrespect another NFL team, other NFL competition, that you should ever approach an NFL game like that. They deserve to lose. He starts getting all fired up to the point that I had to remind him. I had to, I had to calm Rex down. And say, Rex, the Bucks didn't say they're doing this. Just Pete did. <laughs> so don't be mad. He's like yelling about Arians. I said, it's, it's not, this is not Bruce Arians. Tom Brady didn't say they're doing this. Just Pete McConville said they're doing this. Who is, as I say, the coordinating producer, really the, the person in charge of our show in the morning. And he's saying it in part out of frustration because he is a frustrated Giant fan and I feel his pain. But it is an interesting way to look at it is would we ever see load management in football? And if we did, would this be a situation for it? But to me, load management would mean the whole week. Like if you're going to give a 43-year-old Brady or a 41-year-old Breeze or someone like that, a load, to load manage does not mean just not playing them Sunday. You would want them to rest their arm and everything else the entire week. And they didn't do that. And they're not going to, to be clear. They're not going to. And I bet you the Giants make this a game tonight. I don't expect them to win. I certainly expect Tampa to win. I think the Bucs are the best team in the NFC. But I just want, I thought you'd find it interesting. The idea that any one NFL team would take another that lightly made a former NFL coach extraordinarily upset. Monday preview brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2020 at keystoprogress.com. I'm going to throw open the phones here. Up next, it's time for your takes from the NFL Sunday. Let me hear your... I particularly like hearing from fans who are frustrated. You're angry about something you saw your team do or not do yesterday. Maybe you have a hot take on a trade that you absolutely think should take place. 
between now and the deadline tomorrow. My phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. Dial it up right now. We'll get your hot takes going. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granny, back with you. Half past the hour here on ESPN Radio. And for the remainder of this week on ESPN News, but I want to make sure in case you had not heard, that beginning a week from today, you can start streaming this show daily on ESPN+. And on ESPN+, Plus, starting then, you'll also be able to stream the Dan Lebetard Show with Stu Gatz and Max Kellerman Show and Shanae and Golick Jr. And you get live sports, exclusive originals like my show Better Days and a whole lot more. So sign up now at ESPNplus.com. As always, you can hear us on ESPN Radio all across the country, Sirius XM, the ESPN app. There are a lot of different ways to find this show, which we call Hashtag Greenie, which I'm extremely excited about. But one of the ways will be, again, starting next week, streaming on ESPN+, Plus, which is an exciting new opportunity for us, and I hope that you will enjoy um, following the show with me that way. Having said that, right now the show belongs to you. I've done a lot of talking for the first hour and a half, and now it's time for you to do the talking. I'm looking for your hottest takes coming out of yesterday in the National Football League. A lot of things that make football fans mad every Sunday. Let me hear from you. Jason, you're first up on ESPN Radio. Jason, what's your hot take? The best thing that the Packers are going to do for Aaron Rodgers, as long as he's there, is trade him because they're going to do nothing before the deadline and they refuse to give him talent. Let me ask you a question. Are you frustrated by this, Jason? Because I, I hear it a lot from people that think I'm, I'm criticizing them unfairly. And I'm just you, you sound to me, obviously, like you're a Packer fan and maybe you're even local. What has been the local reaction to this? Well, see, I'm a I'm a I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, so what the hell are you doing I'm rooting for the Packers? I, I've worn green and gold since I was knee high. Um, we always camped up there. But, you know, I'm out on the West Coast now and I get to see it from afar. And it's like, what are you doing? You're wasting the 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 greatest and. Um, they expect him to do the job of the other 10. Um, I, I don't get it. It's, it's mind-blowing, you know. And like I said, as an owner, um, I think it makes it even worse because there's nobody to hold anyone accountable. They just do what they want, and uh, we get mad, and, oh, well, you know, you have no say, so it doesn't matter. We get to do what we want to do, and that's it. 
I love that. Jason, thank you. That's why I was never going to buy into the Packers. Like he, when he says he's an owner, you know, they're owned by the fans and everyone can buy a share. I remember a few years ago, like they came on the air on Mike and Mike to advertise that they were selling shares of the team that people could buy in. And I asked the question, how much do you have to buy in order to be able to call plays? That's what I would want to do. You're going to let me call plays, make trades? Now I'm in. And they desperately need to make trades. And by the way, let me explain to everyone across the country that if you are raised on the south side of Chicago and you root for the Packers, you're going to be real unpopular at school. <laughs> I really don't know any other way to say it. But that is as, as fierce a rivalry as it can possibly be. And that there is Chicago Bears country. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. And Matt is next. Matt, what is your hot take? How's it going, Mr. Greenberg? Just to preface this, uh, you've inspired me as watching the show uh, to be a journalist myself, so thank you for that. Thank Uh, you. My hot take is that Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos will squeak into the expanded playoffs this year after a ferocious comeback win that saved their season and probably saved Drew Locke's career last night. Isn't that interesting? People love Locke. Before the season began, people were raving to me about Locke. And I will tell you right now, I would have absolutely just given up on Denver early this year. You lose Von Miller. I'm not at all sold on the coach. They seem to lose every game by one point in the last 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, they start winning those. And now it's the Chargers who just can't find a way to win a game late. And of the two young quarterbacks on the field yesterday, the one I like is Herbert. But I'm not, I'm not going to laugh at that. Playoffs? It's not impossible. Here's what I'll say. I don't agree with it, but I like the take. I like the heat of the take. And Matt, thank you for the kind words. Good luck if you do pursue this industry. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Kyle, you're next up. Kyle, what's your hot take? Greeny, Kyle from Dallas. Love the show, man. Hey, I got a, uh, it's not necessarily a hot take, but more of a suggestion, right? Yeah. I want to know, I was watching that, uh, that, Bears, that Bears game, and I've seen that fight break out. What if the NFL adopted hockey's kind of code of conduct where they let the two guys scrap it out, first one to the ground, break it up, and instead of going for a full game or two-game or three-game suspension, they hit them with a minor fine, and they start implementing somewhat of a, uh, a timeout box. Maybe penalty box. a quarter or two. Yeah, yeah. penalty box. They set, set them They're for trying a to get rid of that. A quarter or two, yeah. and then let them back in. It's an amusing idea. I'm amused by it. I'm amused by your presentation of it. It's never going to happen, and it isn't even a good idea, but it is fun to think about. I appreciate the thought. Not really the hot take I'm looking for. I need some heat in the takes. Aaron is next. Aaron, you're on ESPN Radio with Greeny. Give me a hot take from yesterday in the NFL. Hi, Greeny. I'm a Rams fan, and uh, I just want to say it's a turning point for the Rams. You know, the Browns, they're just a bad team. You can put whatever players you want on that team. They're just a bad team. The Giants 10 years ago, whatever you wanted to do, they got hot. Didn't matter who was there. Eli Manning got hot. Right now, the Falcons, no matter how good they are, good coaching, good quarterback, they're bad. The Rams are a good team. But with the way they played yesterday, it just seemed like nothing could go right. They're in danger of becoming one of those teams that year in, year out, doesn't matter if they've got McVay, doesn't matter if they've got the best defense in the league, they are just doomed to be a bad team. And if they don't pick it up, that's how it's going to be. Aaron, how good is Goff? Uh, he's good enough with the team around him. I mean, he was good enough to get you to a Super Bowl, and he's good enough that you're paying him all that money. And the question is, is he part of the solution or part of the problem? That's the question. Yesterday, obviously, they just reinvented ways to lose games. 
I never in my life would have thought that Tua Tungavailoa, in his debut, would have to do as little as he did yesterday for his team to win, whether Aaron Donald was on the other team or not. So we'll see. Sometimes you watch golf play and you think, yeah, look, obviously they went to a Super Bowl two years ago, so no one is taking that away and no one will ever take it away. But the question is, are they there with Seattle in the division? Are they there with Tampa and Green Bay in the NFC? I think my inclination is to say no. And I wonder if the quarterback isn't the reason. I have time for one more. Darren, you're on ESPN Radio with Greeny. Darren, give me your hottest take coming out of a Sunday in the NFL. Hey, Greeny. First off, uh, fellow Medill graduate, so go yes. Northwestern. Yes. Um, secondly, um, I'm going to talk about the Packers as well, their run defense. Last year we saw them get gashed in the playoffs, and then we saw it happen again yesterday uh, as well. Same exact formula. It worked both times. How do the Packers find a way, like Jason talked about, to not waste Aaron Rodgers in his last one Make or two years? Make a trade. Years I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question, Darren, while you're asking it. Make a trade for crying out loud. Make an aggressive move. All those people who own shares in the team rise up as one and demand it. Quan Alexander just got traded. Avery Williamson got traded yesterday for a fifth-round pick in two years. He would make a difference. They're not running all over the place. The, the Green Bay defense, their run defense is an embarrassment. They have guys on the outside who can rush the passer, but internally, those guys, you heard Dan Orlovsky say it, they want to run side to side. They don't want to play face mask to face mask. They get run on by everybody. Tampa ran all over him. New Orleans ran all over him. Dalvin Cook, what they did to him yesterday was embarrassing. And they are. They're going to blow it. You're going to blow the best years of Aaron Rodgers' career. It's as though they've decided that just winning games is enough. When you've got a player like that, you should be trying to win championships. They didn't help him in the draft, and they blew it on the first round, and then they blow it, looks like to me, on the second round as well. So let's see what they're able to put together. But to me, no team is more under pressure to make a meaningful deal before this trade deadline than they are. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We'll go through tomorrow and Wednesday and whatever else comes together. And if it makes you feel a little bit better to hear this voice that you've become hopefully somewhat accustomed to over potentially many years sitting here talking about the comparatively trivial matters that we discuss on a day-to-day basis, I wrote in my first book, 
I wrote a book called Why My Wife Thinks I'm an Idiot. It came out in 2006. And one of the things I said in it is that the best thing about sports is that there's nothing in the world better than to invest everything into something that means absolutely nothing. And that's what we do here every single day. And so that's what we'll do together as we um, work our way through whatever it is this week brings. I will be here, and if, if having that uh, in your life makes you feel a little bit less anxious, then I'm grateful for that, and I'm happy to do it. One way or another, I'm glad that you're with me here, and we'll continue to talk about the things that are going on in sports. And, and uh, you know, our friends at Pennzoil asked me to put together something that you can prove, and the proof is in the Pennzoil. And, you know, I have been a, a defender and a believer in Jim Harbaugh for a long time. Jim Harbaugh is someone, and you've heard me say it here, that I think the owner of the New York Jets, who right now, at least this minute, the acting owner is Christopher Johnson, I think he should be on a plane to Ann Arbor trying to talk Jim Harbaugh into coming to coach the Jets starting next year. And I think a lot of other NFL teams would be interested in that. And I've said all along, I didn't think Harbaugh would leave his alma mater at Michigan until he got that thing turned around, until he won the Big Ten. One trip, win the Big Ten, go to the college football playoff, then maybe I think he would feel, again, I don't know this. He's not told me any of this. I know him a little. I don't know him well. I'm not suggesting to you this is what he told me. This is what I'm envisioning, is that maybe in his mind he's thinking, I want to get my alma mater to that point. We need to beat Ohio State. We need to get over that hump. We need to get to you know, the college football playoff, maybe win a championship, and then just maybe he'd go back and try and scratch the NFL itch one more time. He was basically three plays away from winning a Super Bowl and being in two others. So, but right now, the reality of it is those who are criticizing what he's getting done, and if you didn't see it over the weekend, he lost again to Michigan State at home. Not that that means what it usually means because that big house isn't quite as big when there are no fans in it. But regardless of that, you just can't overlook the numbers. The proof is in the numbers. The proof is in the fact that he is 8-13 and 13 over the last seven seasons against Ohio State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Penn State, who are generally considered to be the teams that he's supposed to be. He was brought there to beat. He wasn't brought there to beat everybody else. Against every other team in the Big Ten, he's 25-1. and one. But against those teams, and you know the numbers, 0-5 against Ohio State, and he keeps losing to Michigan State in the most inopportune times. And so we'll see. And then there's this number here. If you look at the highest paid coaches in college football, the top seven on the list, he's the only one who's not at least taken his team to a championship game. Nick Saban, Ed Orgeron, Dabo Sweeney, Jimbo Fisher, Gus Malzahn, Kirby Smart. They've at least been to a championship game, and most of them have won it. And he has it. So it, it is hard as, as the over the weekend you heard a lot of the criticism getting louder and louder of Jim. I can't fight against it. The proof is in those numbers. Just as the proof is in the Pennzoil, Pennzoil synthetic motor oils made from natural gas, giving you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. I will say this, however, give up on him at your own peril. I'm not going to. I definitely haven't given up on him. I don't know why it hasn't gone the way a lot of people expect it to at Michigan. They've been better since he got there than they were before he got there. But at this point, I can't argue, I can't pretend that he's turned them into an elite college football program when, when, you, when you use that term at its absolute most select because he obviously hasn't. And would that mean that at some point a divorce is best? I, I can't imagine that it's best for him. I mean, for them. If you're Michigan, who are you getting? 
If Jim Harbaugh came there with all of the fanfare and being an alum and everything else, where are you turning? Where is it you're going that feels like a step up from that? I don't see it. If you have an idea, let me hear what it is. I don't see it. And if you're Jim, I don't know. I don't know if at some point you say to yourself, maybe I am better off going back to the NFL. Again, I don't know. These are not conversations I've had with him. I've known him since he was a player. He was the quarterback of the Bears when I covered the team. And I think he wants to win it big at his alma mater, and I don't think he's given up on it. But it is at this point, the elephant in the room is that he doesn't have a contract beyond next year. So again, if I'm an NFL team that is thinking of making a coaching change, and anyone who knows which team I root for knows there's at least one team that seems headed in that direction, those are tires I would kick at the very least. I would say give up on Jim Harbaugh in the big picture and even at Michigan at your own peril. But I'm not sure what he wants to do. All right, Bucks and Giants tonight. We'll be back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. Same time, same place to talk about it. See what Brady gets done. Obviously, trade deadline also tomorrow is a very big deal. We'll talk about that. Keep a close eye. See you tomorrow right here. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.